Nowadays, you can go to just about any astrology website, type in your birth information, and download your chart. That's great, but how many of us know how to read it? Christopher Renstrom has created a course targeted for the person who's interested in astrology, but whose eyes glaze over whenever things start to get too technical and wordy. Join Christopher at his Beginning Astrology Weekend Workshop, February 25th and 26th, at the Courtyard on Lake Union. This class is perfect for those interested in learning about astrology, or perhaps even in becoming astrologers themselves one day. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. And welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle. It's Tuesday, boot camp for the soul. We're going to be talking about the other side. I'm going to be doing readings with people who are no longer in a body. That would be, yep, dead people. Um, It's just a way to describe them because it gets a little confusing because they all look like people to me. Um, just like how Eric looks to me right now, standing, although most of them aren't talking into I a mic. I do look a little dead today, no, don't I? you don't look dead. <laughs> but dead people look like ordinary, regular folk to me. There really isn't that much difference, except for all of a sudden something, a person appears behind another person or beside them, and, and I start to understand how they're connected to this person, and I know that they're not in a body anymore. So, Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. What do they wear? Clothes, although some people are naked, by the way. Right, but clothes, (laughs) what clothes do they wear? I mean, does it tie into when they passed on? Are they keeping up with current fashions? (laughs) How does it work? You're so cute. I love it. Well, actually, how it happens is that they do actually are are really, thank you very much. Eric was turning up my mic so I could hear myself better. Thank you. (laughs) Um, They actually do wear clothing, um, but more as a metaphor, because I don't hear names. It's really rare when I hear a person's name on the other side. And it has to be like some bizarre name. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden I hear, oh, it's Regina. You know, and not that Regina's bizarre, but it's maybe not a common name. Um, but other than that, I don't hear names. And so they show me a lot about their personality, what kind of clothing they would wear. Mm-hmm. I see what color their hair is and their eye color and their shape. Um it, And if they're not wearing clothing, like if someone's wearing like a nightgown or pajamas, it's an indicator to me that they probably died in a nursing home if they were, if they're elderly, or if they're wearing a hospital gown, it could be an indicator to me that they died in a hospital. Some people even show show up naked, actually completely naked. Wait, they're still wearing the nightgown from the (laughs) the hospital? They don't get to to change change into something that doesn't have to tie (laughs) in the back? You get to see their backside. It's really a metaphor. They probably don't even look like the way they did when they were in a body, and they're certainly not wearing clothes because they don't have to eat or go to the bathroom or pay taxes or put gas in their car because they don't have cars. But it's how they materialize... for all intuitives, however it occurs for the in- intuitive, because they know something about how I work probably better than how I know I, I work myself. In fact, mentoring students has really helped me to understand my intuition. I learned so much from teaching other people things that I supposedly, you know, uh, know a lot about. 
Um, and, and so it's been very helpful. But yeah, they show up that way so that I can understand certain parts of what's going on with them. So I can have a quick assessment about that. And then I do hear them. They do talk to me. In fact, they joke with me sometimes. So I'm having a conversation, let's say, let's say I, I would be reading your grandfather, let's say, mm-hmm. if he were on the other side, which I think one of them is. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so I would be talking to you about the man that I would be seeing next to you. And at the same time, he and I are having a mental telepathic conference. And then my job is to really translate whatever he is saying to you. But no, your question is so accurate. It's so beautiful. I really like it. Well, it's just stuff, you know, that uh, I think the common person that's not maybe entrenched in in the world that you are uh, might be curious about. I mean, I, now I know that I'm going to try my best <laughs> to die in pants, you know, <laughs> just to make sure, because I, I don't want to be in a hospital now from the other yeah. side. Well, know. and I think, it w- wouldn't it be lovely if people don't die in hospitals anyway or other facilities, if More, they're at home sure. or, of course, we all just want to fall asleep in the middle of the night and not wake up. That's what we really want, you know, or just be in our lounge chair with our remote control, finishing a big bag of popcorn and a great hot <laughs> cocoa. And we're, you know, 88 years old. And up until that moment, we've been perfectly ambulatory and our great grandchildren just left. It's and- the closing credits of It's a Wonderful Life. And then, Perfect. Bam. <laughs> Perfect. That's what we want, right? And you look down and go, ah, I've got great pants on. <laughs> It's all good. I can go now. That intuitive isn't going to see me naked. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's pretty funny. So that's what we're talking about on the Marie Cherry Show today. And, of course, I'm going to do readings. Um, I love talking to loved ones. And this is a hot time, at least for a lot of the continental and, you know, global aspects of the planet. The holidays is a big time because people, of course, are frustrated about shopping and getting things ready and having to be with people that they don't always like being with and People are stressed and nervous, and a lot of their buttons are being pushed during the holidays. I used to teach classes in November and December, and after the second year that I did that, I said, okay, I'm no longer teaching during the holidays because people are way too stressed out. Um, And so loved ones are offering support. It's it's a, a fantastic opportunity to actually connect with a friend or a family member who's not in a body anymore because we are so distracted. I mean, even the traffic, I hear people honking all the time. I mean, like there's like constant distraction from the busyness of the holidays. And that actually, believe it or not, if you're not in your head thinking and analyzing but listening to the guy honking next to you, uh, you're actually a little bit more open to maybe hear, you know, your great aunt or some other beloved family member who wants to tell you, I love you, have a great time, just make the gravy perfect, your mom will be fine. (laughs) Or some other interesting, um, you know, uh, trademark uh, that could make your holiday season brighter. So why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines? All right, let's go ahead and pop over to Ellensburg and talk to Glenna. Hi, Glenna. Hey, Marie, how are you? I'm great, how are you? Really good. I'm so glad to be able to talk to you today. Just in the shower is where some of my greatest insights come, oh. and it felt like, okay, today's your day. You're going to get to talk to Marie. So Yay. hi. I know it's <laughs> lovely. I haven't. I know you very well. Well, no, I wouldn't say very well, but pr- I would say pretty well. And yeah. I ha- haven't seen you in a long time, and it's, so it's so lovely to hear your voice. And I know that your astrology work is going very well. So congratulations to you. Thank you so much, and congratulations to you oh, for all the exciting you. things that are happening. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun. So, um, what's your question? So, um, there's two things. First mm-hmm. of all, um, you've been there for me at really important fork of the road times with wisdom and insight. Um, you know, just every time. <laughs> and um, 
I would love to know if any of my loved ones are coming through as well with some some type of insight because it is it feels like another transition time and it feels really good. I'm really very excited about it, but also just wanting you know to open to more insight and awareness around anything that could be helpful. Yeah, yeah, and um, I couldn't help when I saw your name on the reader board. I couldn't help think about um, you. Your ex husband passed away, I believe, a year yeah, ago or. He- Two years ago? Yeah, surprisingly, too, right? I mean, I guess it wasn't expected in the family. It was really sudden. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm just so sorry. I mean, what a loss. And I know that the two of you share children together. And and so, obviously, this is a big time for him um, being Mm -hmm. on the other side and not being able to be with his family the way he would want to. Um, Uh, Okay. He he must have been somewhat, and and I'm sorry, but he's right here, you know, kind of a thing. And I think he was, at least when you were married, somewhat dependent upon you to help him grow. I think it was challenging for him to kind of do work like that individually. And, and, and so he still wants that from you, but your org feel goes, um, you're already on the other side, surrounded by angels and spirit guides. And, um, could you help me out a little bit? You know, I mean, I mean, you're loving and gracious, but you're like, um, you know, you can figure it out now. You've got all the help that you could possibly want and you have an awareness of it. Um, but he still wants that from you, which is adorable. And uh, he he just wishes he could be there for the kids this holiday season. He thinks it's going to be a little challenging for them. And he just wishes he could be there. He shows me a stocking for each one of them. And I'm not sure how many there are because I think I see three, but I'm not sure. Uh, he want, he wants to give each kid a stocking. Mm-hmm. And um, he said he would fill it up with only those things that really bring them like instant happiness. Like, oh, my God. And he said it could be something as simple as a video game, you know, uh, a year long uh, tickets to movie theaters in the area. Um, cash. He said a lot of them want cash. <laughs> um, and so he, you know, he just wishes he could be there, but he says he's so grateful that you are their mother because you will always keep his spirit alive for them. And he's grateful for that. Oh, touches my heart. <laughs> it's an interesting, um, you know, we had a pretty contentious relationship. Mm-hmm. So I actually felt a, um, a degree of relief when he had passed. I'm sad for the kids, but for me, it was really, there was a lot of drama involved with, you know. So knowing he was on the other side, I knew he was fine. Yeah. But yet not going to cause any more um, stress for the things that were ongoing. So, um, yeah, and I can imagine that he's, you know, wanting the best for the kids and that kind of thing. And really yeah. grateful for you. So whatever tension was going on in the relationship when he was in a body, he's not focusing on that, which is, you know, something that sometimes, especially if we have a lot of frustration or anger in our bodies and we cross over, for a lot of people, I would say probably a good 68% of those people who feel that more often in life than not, when they cross mm-hmm. over, the joy that's on the other side just permeates into their cells and really flips them. It's like they can hold more pleasant energy for longer periods of time, which is such a relief for them. Um, mm. But he points out again, you know, please tell her again, I, he's so grateful that you are the mother of his children because he knows you will keep his spirit alive for them. So, mm. And he really means it. And he's right. Cause of course you would. So, uh, so that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, and have a gorgeous, gorgeous day in Ellensburg. Do you have snow? We do. We've got hoarfrost everywhere, and it's really beautiful and oh. really cold. So, oh. yeah, fog and hoarfrost all over. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, have a wonderful <laughs> day. Thanks, Marie. I'll talk to you soon. Uh-huh. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we're going to go ahead... Wait, okay. Can we go to one more call? One more, yes, I'm just excited about all the calls we've got today. (laughs) Okay, we're going to go to one more call before we take a break. Let's talk to Jennifer in Seattle. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Oh, hi, Marie. Yes, I was wondering if there was anyone on the other side who you um, felt um, wanted to... Yeah, sure, sure. So any of your loved ones around you. Um, First, can I ask you a question? Um, Do you get headaches? Not... I've had backaches, but not headaches. You have a lot of heavy energy at the back of your head. It does go down to some of the cervical vertebrae, but it's just very heavy on the the back of your head. So no headaches, which is wonderful. Um, Do you tend to think a lot? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And and do you tend to um, think negatively about yourself? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I would love for you to do, and then, of course, I'm, I'm looking around you as well, but I just can't get out of the back of your head, <laughs> quite oh, frankly, okay. Um, okay. is what I would love for you to do is to start break uh, breaking apart, breaking away from your any self-criticism, because okay. the part that I'm seeing that's the heaviest at the back of your head is also where intuition flies into a, our brain and connects to the third eye and allows okay. us a stronger process of that. And self-criticism is the opposite of intuition. And luckily, you're not having one, you know, happily, you're not having any physical symptoms. That's amazing. That's fantastic. Um, So if you could start working on being more kind and compassionate and gentle to yourself, um, that would be Mm -hmm. lovely because I think you would notice a stronger surge of intuition in your life that you would be um, happily conscious of. Okay. Thank you. There is a woman standing next to you. She's... um, on your left-hand side, uh, she is wearing pajamas, um, a very nice robe, by the way. She has white hair. You know, it could be uh, gray, but it looks kind of white to me. Um, and it looks as if she has put it in rollers, you know, because it has, like, nice formed curls all over it. Uh-huh. She is wearing glasses. I'd say she's probably about five six, so she's not a really short person. Okay. Um, lean. She's in good shape. In fact, um, I bet she took really good care of herself or she exercised a lot or walked or worked in the yard because she looks really great, you know, for her Mm -hmm. age. Um, So this could either be a mother or a grandmother or an aunt Um, Mm -hmm. on your mom's side of the family, for sure, is how I feel. Uh, Mm -hmm. Does this sound like, and she has lighter eyes, so blue, green, or hazel, they're not brown. Um, Mm -hmm. Does that sound like a family member to you? I would never, I've never met her in in person, but I'm sure, yeah. So, So who would it be? Um, the only person I met uh-huh. was my dad's mom. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. so um, was your grand, was your mother's mother elderly when she passed? I never m- met her. Did um, she die young then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this wouldn't be her because this is an older woman, you know, gray, okay. whitish hair. Do you have an aunt that you were close to or even a great aunt perhaps that passed away, let's say in her um, early 80s? Um, the only one I can think of is my, um, grandma on my dad's side. Huh. Okay. Well, it's possible. I mean, it's possible that I'm not seeing the right side of the family. I mean, that's possible. Did she look like the person that, I mean, and although, you know, white hair is kind of generic and all of those things, did she, this woman was very particular about her clothing. 
you know, like she's wearing this really nice robe that's quilted. It's got stitching on it. You know, it's uh-huh. kind of satiny, you know, it's got, it's light kind of cream colored, but has pink and blue in it. Um, but very like light pastels. It's a really pretty robe. Um, uh-huh. So do you know if you're, if, you know, I'm still on your mother's side of the family, but if your dad's mother um, was particular about her clothing? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's yeah. the message that this woman is passing on to you. She, she's basically saying that a lot of times the women in your family have, and these aren't her exact words, this is my translation of it, um, given their power away to the men in the family. Mm-hmm. And In other words, you know, are making most of their decisions based on what they think the men are going to want. And she's asking you not to do that. I didn't hear the last thing you said. They, they give their power over to men and they do what? And they do what they think the men would want them to do. Mm. And, and what she's saying is it's not necessarily that you have these strong men in your life dictating what, what you should do. In fact, she says that's not really what's happening in your life. However, that you're, you're still acting that way. You know, you're, it's, it's almost like overcompromising, but, mm-hmm. but not really focusing on your own needs or your own desires. Mm. Okay. So, so she's asking you to be, you know, in my word, more selfish. Oh, Okay. Okay. But I have a sneaky feeling this is an aunt, not your um, dad's mom. And, and okay. I think she's on your mother's side of the family. That's how I feel. Um, okay. Yeah. So she's just saying, she's asked, she, when she talks to you about this, she's saying there's a whole lot of information that you can use to grow on that will help you to become the person that you really want to be, to have all the life experiences that you, she says, often dream about when you um, stop overcompromising. Oh, okay. 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 So there's a lot of information to grow on. What's that, what? Where? What does that exactly mean? She just says that there'll be a lot more information available for you to pursue your life in the way you would like to. She says oh, you have okay. dreams about the future of your life, and she says okay. that more information about how to get there and what to do next will be available when you stop compromising. Oh, okay. Okay. Great. Thank you, Marie. You're welcome. Have a great okay. day. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. And we're going to take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We'll be right back. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop. Rocking around the Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit ring. Are you new to the fields of energy medicine, Reiki, or subtle energy therapies? Are you looking for a mentor or for insight and guidance into your health or destiny, or for connecting with a loved one on the other side? Travis Taylor is described by other healers as a soul whisperer who nourishes the spirit and enlightens the being. As an empath, energy intuitive, and clairvoyant medium, he offers individual sessions, classes, workshops, and mentoring programs that will improve your health and well-being, expand your consciousness, and cultivate your soul. For more information about Travis and his upcoming events, please visit empathichealing.com. That's empathic healing.com. Be well. 
Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. There's an exciting new Astrology Hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silberman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silberman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. and visit Deborah's website at DebraSilbermanAstrology.com. If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's new website. It has a whole new look and added features like Chakra of the Month and a live Twitter feed. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article in response to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. The new mainstream of talk radio, Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. When you hear... And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. You can also reach us on the web at energyintuitive.com. And Eric, they can also go to KKNW's website, which is... 1150kknw.com. Lovely, lovely. Rock around the website. Yeah, (laughs) I love that song. It's one of my favorites. We're celebrating the holidays because, I mean, Christmas is like, okay, around the corner. I mean, Mm, Don't remind me, 12 days away. 12 days. Ooh, we could have done the 12 days of Christmas. We could have done it, but (laughs) thankfully we didn't. Yeah, it's a long (laughs) song. And today I'm passing on messages from the other side and talking about what it's like to be a medium. Why don't we go ahead and go back to the phone lines? All right, let's talk to Carrie in Seattle. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Hi, Marie. Um, I was just wondering, my mom passed away in February 2009, and I just wanted to... See how she's doing and if she's got any messages for me. Sure, sure. Um, and I'm sorry about your mom passing. It's it's you know, it's hard to get over that, don't you think? Yeah, it's it's definitely a difficult one. Yeah. Sure. But did did you have a sense that she was gonna die early? Um well she had been sick for about two years. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean I knew it was inevitable. You know, in that two year period I knew but but yeah, it was strange because you, you know your parents are always there for you, so it always it seems like they're gonna always be there. So it's a weird feeling when they actually go. <laughs> it's right, bizarre. Because she tell she tells me that you knew. You know, she says you've always been intuitive with the family, and and that you knew ahead of time. Like, and I don't know what she was sick of or what happened, but she said there was even a part of you was like, why are we doing these things? Because she's gonna die. You know, was, uh, well, at least that's what she tells me. She said that she. She, you know, had more of that awareness of your awareness after she left her body. 
and she wished that she had listened to you more. Um, huh. Yeah, she said that you were uh, somewhat quiet around her, you know, regarding that. You know, she actually says that one of the things that she finds fascinating about you, which is she's kind of the opposite or was the opposite, is that you tend to be more quiet with your wisdom for others. Um, she tended to not be that way. <laughs> and she, sure. even said, she even says that some of her suggestions weren't really wisdom. You know, uh, that's how she describes it. But she says, my daughter is definitely wise, but she sometimes holds that information in her body and doesn't share it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's part of her, um, you know, uh, part of her, what she's recommending, please share more. You know, please say what you're feeling because it's valuable, it's good, and people can learn from it. Um, and she, she wants me to tell you that she's comfortable on the other side. You know, it feels good for her to be there. She likes it on the other side. And, and I'm not saying that she 100% likes it uh, because when your mom was in a body, she didn't really 100% like it here either. You know, right. it, wasn't, it wasn't a happy camper and made her life a whole lot more difficult than it needed to be from my perception. But yeah. life is more relaxed for her on the other side and easier for her to get around and what she says, it's harder for her to make a mess out of everything is what she actually said. I wouldn't have said it that way. I would have said it's less chaotic for her. But she said, yeah, it's just harder for me to mess it up is what she says. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. But she loves you dearly. And she's grateful that you taught her so much in the short time that you two were together. And um, she says you still teach her every single day. That's wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And happy holidays from your mom. Thanks. All righty. Have a great day. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's talk to Peter now in Seattle. Hi, Peter. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Good. What can I do for you today? I was just looking for a general reading of your wisdom. Okay. Certainly. So what I'm doing right now is I'm just drawing out your energy. Um, I I didn't see your chakras right away. But I did see your auric field, and you're leaking out some energy um, in your aura. Have you called in before? Um, I had a reading over a year ago. Over a year ago? Did I talk about you um, leaking energy at that time? Do you know? Uh, you didn't use the word leaking. Yeah, so so apparently that's not what I said then. But you, So do you have a lot of stress going on right now? Yeah. Okay, so what you, it looks like to me, what you tend to do when you're stressed is leak your life force out of your auric field. Okay. And that's going to make you more tired, more wiped out. It's it's going to make you feel fuzzy. Uh, it's just going to make everything a lot harder. And and so what we want to do is for you to feel that you're valuable, because you are, uh, and that you deserve to have all of those particles in your auric field, all that energy inside your auric field, that it doesn't okay. have to leak out. So do you mind, and you don't have to... Is can, can your stress go away soon? Is it something that you're overly focusing on or are just a lot of things happening that are accumulating that are creating the stress? So I was I was trying to figure out where your stress is coming from. Is this a long-term stress situation or is this just recent? Uh, recent. Recent last stress. The last four or five months. Okay, so so that means there is something that you can do about it. You know, it's not a chronic situation in your life. It's something kind of new or at least it's not all the time. So, um, so is there any way that you can start to tell yourself that everything's, everything's fine? Instead I can try. Of, okay, good. 
And and trying's nice, but you're really going to have to be diligent. The human brain is so incredibly active. It, it, it is amazing the amount of stress and activity and problems we can create in our brain that sometimes even manifest in our lives. But just the sheer thinking of it, of all the things that could potentially go wrong, can be really unnerving. So if okay. you could just start to tell yourself that everything's fine, I'm, I'm okay. And even talk to yourself like in the second person, Peter, you're all right. It's okay. Right. And right now I've surrounded your energy system in a beautiful ball of light and I'm directing the life force energy to stay in your auric field instead of leaking out of your aura, which could give you more energy and also help you sleep better at night or, you know, just overall feel generally um, more adapt to be able to handle whatever's going on. Okay. Okay. Um, why olive? Olive? Uh, you said it was an olive light you were surrounding me oh, with? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I said that I surrounded um, all of you. Maybe that's what I said, I, but oh, okay. I didn't mean to say that color. Um, around your, It's white light, actually, all around your auric field is what I put on it. And it's actually turning the energy that you've been leaking back into your auric system, which is really nice. Um, but I think you're going to have to be kinder to yourself about whatever's going on and not take it so seriously if you can, which sometimes is hard, even if a situation is serious. It's It's when we... When we allow things to be less serious, it's because we can see the bigger picture, you know, that even the things that we think are horrible or bad have great meaning, you know, just like how not everyone is supposed to stay in a body forever. Um, in, in, you know, allowing our being to really see the huge big picture can take the stress away, even for a few moments, and then energize your auric field again. Okay, so I hope that helps. I'm I'm sorry you're having a hard time and that life is challenging right now. Well, it, everybody's having a hard time in some way. Yeah, and people can also have a great time in some way, too, no matter what. Okay. Okay? All right. All right. I wish you a great holiday season. Thank you, Marie. You're welcome. Bye-bye, Peter. Bye-bye. All right, let's talk to Molly in Seattle now. Hi, Molly. How are you? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you, Molly? Good. Thanks, Marie. Good. Um, uh, what can I do for you? I'm just curious a little bit about getting a reading about who's around. I've had a session with you before, uh-huh. and my mom showed up, which oh, was great. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And so did another gal that I had my sisters listen to it, and we weren't quite sure who that person was. Oh, really? Was. Yeah. Interesting. I hate that when that happens. <laughs> Because, you know, ho- hopefully most of the time uh, people go, oh, my God, that's Aunt Harriet. Right. You know? But dang, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, I don't see any women around you today. I okay. do see a man. And he's very eccentric. So he's got a good sense of humor. I wouldn't say that he was a tall person when he was in a body. Um, he kind of actually reminds me of my father. So he's not a, a super tall guy, uh, eccentric, um, he could be very creative, or that's really where his strong passion lies in his ability to be creative. Um, and, and he could be like um, a, an uncle. That's what he feels like more to me, like an uncle. So do you have like a, a weird uncle in, in the family? Weird uncle. So, yeah, in a good way, weird, not a creepy yeah, like weird. Yeah, like a funner or a... Well, and, and, and also introspective, you know, I wouldn't say he was a, a super outgoing person, although people would be attracted to him because he's interesting. And just when he talks normally, it's kind of funny. You know, uh, he, he does. He didn't really think of it that way. But so someone of that nature, do you know of anyone? I, you know, we had one uncle that was real close to us uh-huh. uh, and he was kind and 
helpful. Mm-hmm. Was he eccentric? Was he eccentric? No, he was really, he was really quite normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy has a full head of hair. Oh. Uh, he has lighter eyes. He does wear glasses. His hair is brown. He's got some salt and pepper mixed in. And it's kind of, it's not like a really dark, you know, he wasn't a dark brunette. He was more of a lighter brunette, um, but definitely brown hair. Um, and he's older, you're saying? Well, he looks great for his age. I, I think he probably passed away like in his late 60s, maybe early 70s. I don't know who this is either. Okay. So it could even be a teacher, a neighbor, you know, because the uncle... Although you had a very close uncle, and obviously I'm not seeing that one. Yeah. But an uncle can, you know, sometimes we, my kids have a bunch of people who they're not related to genetically, and they consider oh. them uncles and aunts. And they're very close to them, just probably even sometimes closer than my own siblings. And, oh, right. Yes. Like friends of the family. Sure. Do you have yeah. someone like that? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that could be um, some friends that were over. A lot, my parents' friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and you recognize that one has passed over? Oh, yeah, they both have, right? Oh, they both yeah. have. Yeah. Okay, okay, good. So this is what he says. He says that, he, first of all, he misses your family very much, or the family, you know. Um, he's very articulate, too, so he's a smart man, at least in my opinion. Um, he misses the family very much, but he says that you guys are too serious. <laughs> you know, that like you and your siblings are too serious and that you guys need to lighten it up. Okay. And he says... Not necessarily through booze. Not a good choice. Right. I mean, he says you can. You know, you can spike the punch bowl. That's fine. But he's saying, could you guys, like, maybe play some fun games or uh, do um, a scavenger hunt, you know, or something just really fun and creative? Okay. He says that that would be really fun for your family, that your family would laugh more, enjoy each other more, and take the seriousness out of the holidays, so to speak. Yeah. So he says when, so you have one sister or how many? I have four sisters. Four sisters. Okay. So when the women are, he showed me women around, but I only saw one sister. I mean, that's what I just assumed, one sister. Uh, He said when the women are around the kitchen scrutinizing their food and how perfect it has to be, he goes, that needs to stop. Um, And no competition either. It needs to be fun, you know, fun, like mess up, make some really weird dessert or Again, do a scavenger hunt in between the main course and dessert. But he okay. says, bring, you know, bring the fun and the carefreeness back into the family. Oh, okay. That's good. Okay. All right. Thanks. You're welcome. Have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller on the line is our friend Tony. I'm assuming he's our friend. <laughs> <laughs> he's calling from Seattle. Hi, Tony. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you? Um, well, honestly, I, uh, had a dream with you about a week ago and, um, I asked you in my dream if, uh-huh. uh, you had a message for me about my dad. So and then I came across a radio show today and I figured, maybe I'm supposed to call in. Oh, that is so, so great. Is your father living uh, or has he passed over? He passed away actually 15 years ago. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. During the holiday season. So. Oh, I'm so sorry. Do you feel him around you often? Uh, I actually around this time of the year I do, uh-huh. um, and I think it's through dreams, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and I I don't think I, at least I I don't recognize it usually like when I'm awake because I'm always so busy or keep right. myself. This year right. I haven't kept myself very busy. So, but um, actually, since I last talked to you, which is things are going really good since then. Oh, but, good! Um, I'm so glad. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. yeah thank- It's very, you're welcome. It's very common. You know, obviously you have the skill and the ability to connect with your dad 
whether you're awake or asleep, but for whatever reason, your consciousness won't let you relax enough so you can have the experience when you're wide awake, which is freaky the first couple of times, but then it's like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, And so that really is your father visiting you. I mean, it really does happen when people are asleep um, because, you know, the loved ones can come under that web of consciousness and go straight into connecting and communicating and, and sharing a story or showing, you know, them how much they love you. Um, your dad tells me that uh, he, too, was um, a person who didn't really want to leave the planet. I don't know why I said that. Maybe because the next caller I'm going to say the same thing. I don't know why. Sure. But he says that he didn't really want to leave the planet. But he, he is perfectly fine over there and enjoying it. And he looks forward, not that he wants anyone to die too soon. And he means that, seriously. Or uh-huh. to go through anything that he went through. Uh, he just is looking forward, though, you know, years down the road when you and the rest of the family are where he is and all of you can laugh and chat together without having to have the experience in a dream. Um, so he looks forward to that. It's, it's, I'm, I, I have to say I'm a little shocked because, um, you know, he actually committed suicide. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I'm a little interested to hear. I mean, I guess that makes sense because. Uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to piece it together. Right. Well, not it doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't make yeah. sense that, you know, your father killed himself. But in my interpretation, he didn't want to leave the planet. You know, sure. so so here's one way to look at it. I think that okay. every form of death is a form of suicide. So whether a person <laughs> dies of cancer or they get hit by a car or someone kills them or they take their own life, it's because it's their time to go. And, and okay, that makes sense. you know, maybe the interpretation is, well, is better served that, you know, he wishes he knew how to be here, you know, that yeah. he wishes he knew how to make his life comfortable so he could be here. Because when he's when I interpreted the fact that he, he didn't want to leave the planet, I think he didn't want to leave you, you know, mm-hmm. or the family. And clearly he did by his own choice. You know, he made sure. a decision to take his life and uh, and not be here anymore. But maybe really what he was trying to say uh, that he wished that. He could figure out how to be here. Yeah, I I can see, I can see, uh, I can understand now. <laughs> well, and and really, you know, it's I think you're going to have a better understanding that even I am than even that I do. I mean, you know, your sure. father much better than me. Did he talk about how he wishes wished he could figure out how to be here or how to be happy or? Well, you know, we he lives in uh, Michigan. That's uh-huh. where I was from, and um, my mom and my little brother we were here in Seattle, and uh-huh. we. Um, went back the first year we went to go see him custody kept us beyond the date so then he couldn't have us for a whole nother year yeah we didn't get to go visit him the second year and then the second year i kind of changed i was a little more um reserved because i was always trying to i don't know be grown up at 11 you know (laughs) sure you know and i could tell there's a little change in his demeanor um Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you know living by himself i knew he was he was he, he was trying to convince me to move out there when I was old enough to do it. And ah, um, interesting. I think I changed my mind when I was 11-ish, or at least mm-hmm. I was having reservations about it. So. Sure, sure. And I, I think that even intuitively, my father committed suicide as well. Um, mm-hmm. I saw him about three weeks before he decided to take his life. And, and I didn't catch the clues. I should have. Even his bedroom looked like a coffin to me in my mind. But I just yeah. didn't get, you know, that he was going to take his life. And and um, my father visits me often now when I'm wide awake. He teases me all the time, especially when I'm going on a date. He's like, 
in my car coaching me, which is quite funny. But I, I know, you know, deep within my heart, I know my father wishes, and, and maybe this is why, you know, I interpreted whatever I interpreted for you, that um, I know my dad wishes that he could have held it all together and enjoyed sure. himself and um, yeah. and been happy here. Um, but but I, I still think that your father and whatever, you know, my interpretation is, is that he wishes he could have shown up uh, the way that would have fed your soul. And he also doesn't want you to feel responsible in any way, shape or form for his choices. So that's very important, you know, that it, it really is an individual choice. And even though we have stigma about suicide um, on Earth, really mm-hmm. from the perspective of the other side, how you leave your body doesn't really matter. I mean, we don't know how to walk out of our bodies yet. We have to kill it in some sure. way so that we can yeah. leave and go to another dimension. And so if we do it from our own hands or we manifest a disease consciously or unconsciously, it's because we're choosing to leave. Yeah, I remember you saying when I saw you in person that we have five exits. So Yeah, I think... five exits. <laughs> so, well, I'm sorry that your father isn't here to give you a hug and and all of that good stuff, but he is energetically anyway, even in your dreams. Well, yes, I can feel him now. Ah, <laughs> that's you. lovely. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day. You too. All righty. We're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're going to listen to some more happy, fun holiday music. We'll be right back. Nowadays, you can go to just about any astrology website, type in your birth information, and download your chart. That's great, but how many of us know how to read it? Christopher Renstrom has created a course targeted for the person who's interested in astrology, but whose eyes glaze over whenever things start to get too technical and wordy. Join Christopher at his Beginning Astrology Weekend Workshop, February 25th and 26th, at the Courtyard on Lake Union. This class is perfect for those interested in learning about astrology, or perhaps even in becoming astrologers themselves one day. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. Be inspired when the incomparable Dr. Bernie Siegel joins us on Saturday morning with true stories of miracles. Then America's best true crime author, Ann Rule, talks about her latest stocking stuffer, Don't Look Behind You. Finally, the erudite and always articulate Marie D. Jones reveals her research on lost civilizations. Plenty of good holiday guests on Manson Mitchell in the morning at 10, followed by The Gary Mance Show at 11 Pacific. Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path, but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. The Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath, Dr. Sheila Dunmerit to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. 
Are you new to the fields of energy medicine, Reiki, or subtle energy therapies? Are you looking for a mentor or for insight and guidance into your health or destiny or for connecting with a loved one on the other side? Travis Taylor is described by other healers as a soul whisperer who nourishes the spirit and enlightens the being. As an empath, energy intuitive, and clairvoyant medium, he offers individual sessions, classes, workshops, and mentoring programs that will improve your health and well-being, expand your consciousness, and cultivate your soul. For more information about Travis and his upcoming events, please visit empathichealing.com. That's empathic healing.com be well radio for your body mind and spirit alternative talk 1150 And welcome back to Marie Manu Cherry Show. It is Tuesday Bootcamp for Your Soul. We're talking about mediumship and communicating to the other side. So yeah, it is a an art form of translation, understanding what the person on the other side is saying or communicating, and then translating it, hopefully, um, all of us mediums hope, um, as accurately as possible. So why don't we go ahead to the phone lines uh, again, Eric? Let's talk to Suzanne and Everett. Hi, Suzanne. How are you? Hi, Marie. I'm okay. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you today? Well, I uh, I have lost all of my family that I grew up with. Oh, and I'm so sorry. And by the way, three of them did kill themselves. I'm sorry. And uh, I was just wondering if any of them were around me. <laughs> well, you know, you have a lot of people around you. I'm not sure how many are family or not, but this is a metaphor that I receive when someone is actually capable of communicating not just to their loved ones but to other people like complete strangers do you ever feel like you're being followed or yeah okay yeah, i do because that's what it feels like i used to feel that way as a kid i, I would always look around and go okay, oh there's yeah nobody there and i even thought like maybe there's a camera watching me you know because, right. because there's that sense that you're being watched because what happens is once people cross over or those, you know, who are live on the other side, because people don't have to reincarnate either. We have free will. That's why we do get to choose when we leave our bodies, even if we're not conscious of it. Like we're not consciously going, oh, I can't wait to get sick or, you know, right. whatever. Right. Right. And so w- once you're on the other side, you, we actually have uh, those people who could communicate with scores of individuals, not just family members. Um, they're highlighted on the other side. It's like you glow a little bit to the people who are no longer in physical form. And so they go, oh, she could actually talk to my loved one. Oh, my gosh, she's going to Safeway, and my granddaughter works there or something of that n- you nature. You know what, Marie? Yeah. I have always wanted to be a medium, Aww. and I just don't know how to get there. <laughs> well, you already have the stuff. Let's put it that way. First of all, oh, well, really, I mean, you already feel like you're being followed, so that's an indicator that you are highlighted. And I think when we have... Um, a passion towards something that's really our soul, our soul going ding, 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 pay attention to this. So you could um, potentially take classes, you could practice with loved ones and friends who are living in a body to communicate with whomever might be around them. And one thing to point out, um, which I think is important for people who are interested in getting readings from mediums, um, is that the people who come around aren't always the one that that person wants. I mean, right. most of the time it is. Luckily, at least for me, I would say 96% of the time it really is who they want. Right. But it's it's really the person who can pass on the best message. And sometimes that's a person that we have the least amount of baggage with. 
you know, and that's why great, great aunt Harriet shows up or the neighbor kid from next door who died in a terrible car accident that we barely knew because they actually know more about us. um, Maybe sometimes even than our family members who are distracted and don't really take the time to get to know us as an individual or, or for, or don't care, you know, because just because we're related to someone doesn't mean that people really are interested in us or vice versa. Right. Right. So that's that's, very interesting. Yeah. So when you start to do your practice readings with people, because I think that's a fun way to learn. And then you can always look at the web and take classes. Maybe I'm sure John Holland teaches classes or Lisa Williams, or I'm sure there's other people I don't know in the world who are great at teaching. I'm actually teaching a medium workshop next year. Um, And if you feel excited about it, if it makes you happy, like really authentically, like, oh, my God, that sounds like so much fun. That's a sign to take that class. But I wouldn't take a class because you're worried or, oh, my gosh, I have to take it so I can get this ability. Well, you know, I'm I'm always waiting to Mm. see a spirit. Like, I just know I'm going to turn a corner and I'm going to see one. But And I feel them there. But I don't see anything. Okay, so so here's what I'd love for you to do is start to tell yourself that you are a wonderful clairvoyant. Look in the mirror, okay. make direct eye contact and say, in the second person, you are a wonderful clairvoyant. So you can start to convince your personality that you can allow this um, ability to come through actualized now in your physical reality. Okay. 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 So do you see anybody yeah. in my Well, head? there's so many. So I, I think the reason why you called today is for me to tell you what I just told you. And I see a lot of people around you, maybe about 30 different individuals. I don't think all of them are family. Wow. Uh, I really don't. I think there are other people hoping that you'll recognize more about yourself and communicate to their family members how much they love them and miss them. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So no <laughs> okay. one's actually, no one in the family is actually. Well, it doesn't mean, forward. well, I, I'm seeing a lot of people, but you're right. No one's stepping forward and going, hi, I'm her brother, <laughs> so-and-so, you know, and that's because that's not what needs to happen right now. Okay. 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 Right. Thank you Thank so you. much, you're welcome. Marie. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's head over to Bothell and talk to Laura. Hi, Laura. How are you? Hi, Marie. I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. What can I do for you today? Well, my question is that I've been able to communicate with the other side for other people, but can't seem to communicate for myself, <laughs> in particular with two really close male friends that I've I've tried, and I don't know if I'm trying too hard or... Yeah, I think you're trying too hard, personally, and, and you're worried about them. Is that true? Mm, well, perhaps I was, yeah. Uh, but you're not anymore? No. Okay, so how long have you not been worried? Um, well, one passed away in 1977, and oh, then the other one time. was 98 or 99. So uh-huh. it's been a while. It's been a while. I'm sure they're where they need to be. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think that you feel at all responsible? Um, yeah. Yeah, and so that's, that's also a form of worry, right, and, ah. and disappointment. So, so as a medium, and congratulations, that's wonderful. I'm very happy for you. So as a medium, when you feel stress or anxiety, that's why it's so much easier sometimes to read for a complete stranger because we don't have emotional connections to them. We're not as worried or stressed out. But when you have them for yourself and you're trying to read loved ones and you have strong energy like responsibility, I mean, that's pretty heavy. Then, then it's difficult for you to get through your expectations of needing to communicate with them so that you can actually hear and sense your own intuition. 
So what I would do, because I, I would be happy to read for you, but you know what? I, I think it would be more fun for you to do it yourself. <laughs> You'll have more pleasure out of it. It will be more fulfilling for you. And and so what I would work on is some forgiveness work for you because th- they don't at all think that you're responsible for their time to go. No one really is responsible for when a person leaves, even when someone kills us, believe it or not. We've agreed to be a part of that in some way. I know that sounds terrible, I'm sure, to the listening audience, but we have free will, and there's a there's a bigger picture than the one that we see in the third dimensional space. In fact, there's multiple bigger pictures from what we see on the earth plane. So I would do some forgiveness work, and I bet you as soon as you're done with that, which won't take long, they're going to be right there in the living room with you, playing, laughing it up, having a great time. Ah, thank you. I didn't realize that I felt responsible for either one of them until you said that, and one of them's been over 30 years. So. Wow. I know. I Excellent. didn't know it either. I knew there was some uh, worry, but I, I didn't know that it was responsibility. They told me. Yeah, yeah. for both. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Have a great day, and I can't wait to hear about it. Oh, you will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Let's talk to Kari in Salt Lake City now. Hi, Kari. How are you? Oh, good. How are you? Fine, thank you. You know, you have a resident astrologer who's going to be in Seattle in February. Who's I know, Christopher, actually. Yes, I got to take um, some tarot classes with him, and he's a wonderful teacher. Isn't he? He's love. I haven't met him in person. Of course, I'm interviewing him on Thursday this week, and I just adore him, and you're just so lucky you get to be around him all the time. Yeah, he's a neat guy. He is great. So what can I do for you today? I was just calling in to see if you might have any messages from uh, loved ones. Yeah, you do have a woman near you. Has your mother passed? No. Okay, so it's not your mom. Did you have a mother-in-law who's passed? No. Okay, so not a mom, not a mother-in-law, but an older woman who's near you. Did you have a grandmother that was like a mother to you? Uh, Yes. Yeah, because huh? the woman's energy is very motherly, and she is older. So since you, your mother's alive, yay, and your mother-in-law, yay, that's great. So then um, the next thing would be a female relative, um, and, and of course it doesn't have to be a relative, but in this case I believe it is, who was more like a mother to you, sometimes more than our own mothers. Was that true about your grandmother? No. No? So mm-hmm. who was motherly to you who's older? Um, it would have to be... So I'm assuming this is somebody I know uh-huh. or have, was around, um, sure. my dad's mother. Uh-huh. So she was motherly to you? Um, we had a pretty close relationship, I would say. Mm-hmm. But, was she yeah. funny? Yes. Yeah, because this woman is hysterical. And she's she's a good talker. She's a really good communicator, which I so appreciate because sometimes I have to, like, decipher pictures. And, and then, of course, the feelings are so important. Um, because she, you know, when I said maybe a better mother than your own mother, and you didn't like that comment, which, of course, I understand. She's laughing her head off about that. And she, what she says is that your mom, of, of course, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, was a good mother uh, and is to this day, but that your mother takes it too seriously. And that one of the great things that she, that this woman appreciates about parenting is to make it funny, not so heavy, not so challenging, not so difficult. Does that make sense? Um. Well, you know, and and one of the lovely things about having close families is I think sometimes we're incredibly loyal to our family. And sometimes we don't want to look at things that are challenging about a family. 
So that's what I'm going to recommend that you do. But this woman is giving you big hugs and kisses. She's made caramel popcorn next to you, hot chocolate. Uh, She's decorated the whole house, even though it's already decorated, I'm assuming. Um, But she's decorated it in her own way. And she misses having the fun times with you. And she wishes you happy, happy holidays. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Have a beautiful day in Utah. You too. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. So on Thursday, I'll be interviewing Christopher Rindstrom, our uh, astrologer. We love him. We look forward to talking with him. Until then, joyful blessings. Bye-bye.